Dave, you don't need to explain the joke. The joke's already there. Well, this podcast is about explaining things, so that's what I do. So who are you? Like, what are you? I am Zordon, an interdimensional being caught in a time warp. And my name is Alpha Five. Excuse me, but will like, somebody come back to Earth and pick me up? Because I am totally confused. It's quite simple, my dear. This planet is under attack, and I have brought you here to save it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Style Guide with Dave Morris and Stephen Ray Orr, two uh, improvisers across the country talking about style and story. And today we're talking about origin stories. How you doing, Stephen? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. You you don't like origin stories that much. Not really, and I think you do. Well, I, I think that they're useful, and I think they can be done well. I, I agree that they're useful and they can be done well. I, I, and I think they're necessary. I just think the way they are done is usually pretty bad. Uh, and therefore, I just sort of don't like them as, as storytelling mechanisms. I think that's fair, although one of the things that uh, I've been thinking about a lot this week is that they're more common than we think they are. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, when we when we talk about origin stories, we tend to think of them strictly as an origin of a superhero's power. Mm-hmm. That's that's usually where we go to. Um, but an origin story is more common in that we see them at the beginning of a lot of television shows, which I'm not sure whether that counts. But we also see them later on in television series where we flash back to the introduction of the group or the introduction of the person as a hero. When I think about an origin story, I don't just think about the origin of a superhero's powers. Sure. Um, because when you look at, well, say, look at Iron Man, for example. Iron Man is not the origin of Iron Man's superpowers. Yeah. Because, in fact, he doesn't have any superpowers. For sure. What it is, is it's the origin of him becoming a hero. True. I think before we get too much into into Iron Man and specific stories, we got to just define what we mean by origin story. Because I think there's two things that origin stories can mean. One is the classic superhero origin story, uh, how a superhero gets their powers. But the original story, the original meaning of origin story was like, you know, how the leopard got its spots or how the skunk got its stripe. And we're not talking about that kind of origin story. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're not interested in creation myths or histories of the world. I mean, we're interested in them, but we're not talking about them in this podcast. Not today, no. Um, but so, so in that case, I mean, with with those origin of powers, I mean, there's we're, we're sticking pretty strictly to superhero movies in that case, or television properties. Yes, I think that's uh, I think that's a pretty good place to start. I think an origin story is the origin of how something came to be, but more specifically, how something sort of. Uh, how how uh, yeah how a superhero gets its powers or how a character became the way they are and it does it usually only make sense for it to be for an established property for something that generally is already understood but uh maybe not everyone knows the the beginnings of um i don't think that's a necessary thing i mean like superman's origin story in action comics number 1 uh, they did start with the origin story of like a baby getting sent in a spaceship and landing on Earth. And so that is an origin story. And it was at the beginning of the comic book before anyone even knew who Superman was. So I think uh, I think it doesn't have to be an existing property. Uh, I think it can start with an origin story as the first episode or the first uh, installment. Okay, so often an origin story is the introduction to the hero itself. Yes, that would be, um, yeah, I think that, well, no, I don't think that's quite right. It doesn't have to be necessarily, right? Because you can look at uh, some of the older Batman movies and say those aren't origin stories. Yeah, and it can't just be the introduction to a character. Because if we just consider an origin story the introduction to a character, then the first episode or first installment of anything is an origin story. Uh, in which case, we're not really talking about origin stories anymore. We're just talking about first episodes. Uh, right. So we have to really we we do have to figure out like what what is the origin story part of it, and this is where I keep going back to superheroes because I know that was where the word first left its mythological meaning and started becoming origin stories of superheroes and powers uh or characters that have superpowers and how they got them like you could say 
Uh, you could say Buffy the Vampire Slayer has an origin story uh, of how she became the Vampire Slayer, which I believe was answered in a 1990s film uh, that had Luke Perry in it. That is correct. Yeah, because the television program doesn't actually show her origin story. No, actually, the television series takes place after the events uh, of the movie. Yeah, so she already is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She is, but it is our introduction to the Scooby gang in yeah. that case, where we don't, uh, we, we don't have the team formed until the end of that uh, first episode. Yeah, and I don't know if, that, if forming the team or in, like the characters becoming friends counts as an origin story, because uh, it, it is just like that's what happens over the course of the story. People become friends and they become closer. Right, but it does differentiate between something like actually the television show Friends, where we start off in the middle of their friendship, or with with them coherent as a group, um, or compared to something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where the first episode is about gathering the team together. Likewise with something like Guardians of the Galaxy, where we don't find out why or how they are what they are, uh, we just get them together as a team. And I think that there's something about the movie Guardians of the Galaxy that makes it an origin story. It's the origin of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it is how the team became a team, uh, but not how each individual became who they were. So does that count as an origin story of a team, like a team origin or a group origin? Because then like Lethal Weapon is an origin story uh, of how the, you know, the buddy cops, uh, Murtaugh and Riggs became buddy cops because uh, they weren't they didn't know each other and they by the end of the movie became a team. Right, and then the question becomes whether or not that's an interesting or useful way to talk about origin stories. And I'm going to say, I think it's useful to bring up in the conversation, but it's definitely like, uh, as soon as groups becoming groups becomes an origin story, then any love story is an origin story. Yeah, it's the origin of how that couple became a couple. And I, I, think, I, I can, sorry, go ahead. No, I, and I think that's not as... Uh, as you know as as i don't think that's the intention of an origin story yeah i can i can see the hesitance there to to broaden the category there um and i guess what i'm trying to do with it is actually make it more specific in that when we're talking about something like the avengers or when we're talking about something like guardians of the galaxy or when we're talking about something like firefly when we're when we're asking for an origin story in those cases for the group I think we're asking for something different than we are in the case of Lethal Weapon or You've Got Mail. Yeah, sure. Uh, you've Got Mail is an origin story. Uh, I think I think an origin story in the case that we're going to be describing it or just discussing it is it should be how one character became one character, how they became that character, as opposed to uh, how this group met or became friends or uh joined forces like the avengers is not an origin story in my opinion it's it's uh these four characters coming together to become you know a group the avengers uh so is it how the avengers became the avengers yes is it an origin story i don't think so okay so it's it's the notion of an or origin as a team that's uh their origin as a team that you're not interested in discussing within the confines of an origin story. Well, I think if we start, uh, again, if we start doing that, then we start getting into uh, what isn't an origin story. Uh, because at the beginning of every story, a character is uh, one way, and as the story goes on, they become another way. So in a way, every single story is the origin of how that character became who they were at the end of that story. Uh, so the, the thing with origin stories is what's the start time? Uh, like when are we starting here? Because every character has an origin um, and how they became who they are. So does that make it that every story is an origin story? I mean, in a in a really broad sense, I think that that's the case, but I don't think that that's a useful way of talking about it. Yeah, so let's set the parameters then. So what makes an origin story an origin story? Well, um, we keep talking about superheroes and superpowers in there, and is it is it the the establishment of their powers or the establishment of their hero status in that case? Uh, I think it is the establishment of 
Okay, here we go. The name of the movie, they have to be that by the end of this movie, and they aren't that at the beginning. <laughs> so, like, Iron Man is not Iron Man at the beginning, but he is Iron Man at the end. Spider-Man is not Spider-Man at the beginning. He is Spider-Man at the end. Lethal Weapon, he is the lethal weapon at the beginning. He gets called that at the beginning of the movie. Um, to be fair, that is more or less what happens with Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Yes, it is. Guardians of the Galaxy are not the Guardians of the Galaxy at the beginning, but they are the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end. Um, Firefly, they're already on Firefly at the beginning. Um, so it wouldn't be an origin story. Uh, what else? What else? Um, Casino Royale. Casino Royale, not an origin story because it doesn't uh, have the character's name that they're becoming in it. So I think uh, first the story needs to be about the character. Okay. And two, they need to become what the movie's called by the end of it. That seems to be a pretty good way to define it. Like, Like Thor is not an origin story. No, his powers are already established in yeah. there. He's Thor at the beginning of that movie. Uh, Tim Burton's Batman is not an origin story because he's already Batman at the beginning of that movie. We have flashbacks to before he was Batman, so we could say that some of it they flash back to show his origin story within the con- the, the greater movie, uh, which is a, a common practice. And But I don't think that makes Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, an origin story. Whereas Batman Begins the newer remake at the beginning of that movie he's not batman right if i remember correctly no he um i can't remember if it's done in flashback or not i can't remember how it starts i only really, i didn't but, really but like it but the the point is by the end of it he does become batman yes and by the end of it he's batman for sure yeah okay although i want i want to push back cuz i think casino royale is an origin story um okay i'm trying i don't i don't remember casino royale 100 percent perfect but i'm pretty sure at the beginning of that movie he is james bond he, he, he is, is the person james bond and yes, he is but a he secret agent but he doesn't have the double o status that's the opening of the movie is uh is the second kill required for his double o status okay uh-huh. and, and he gets that and then we see his first mission which is uh at the uh the monte carlo casino yeah, and you know what? I would say I don't I don't think that quite qualifies as an origin story because it doesn't give us the origin of how he became James Bond. It shows us how he got his double O status, but is James Bond only his double O status? I think he's so much more than that. I think it's the charming nature of the character. It's his like ability to you know, his his his, his smarts and his like, you know, ability to kill people and stuff like that. Which at the beginning of that movie he already has. Although I I think at the same time, I think a lot of what we're already calling origin stories don't uh, engage in giving us a huge development of the character's history. Um, for example, Peter Parker, we don't find out why Peter Parker is a wisecracking kid. Yeah, but the movie's not called Peter Parker, Wisecracking Kid. It's called Spider-Man. So as soon as at the end of the movie, he is Spider-Man. That's how we know it's, it, it was the origin of that character of Spider-Man. And they've become, a, they've had, they've been given a new name by the end, and they've become uh, something, yeah, the thing that we were expecting them to become. Whereas Spider Man Two, at the beginning of the movie, he's already Spider Man. See, here's here's where I think uh, I agree and I disagree. I think you're right. It's about the uh, the character taking on the name, but I don't think it has to be tied to the title. I think. I think the character taking on that new name is the essential part of the origin story. Yeah, so D- James Bond doesn't take on the new name. It's uh, it's it's like a number that is assigned to him. You know, it's a status that he has given. It's not a new name. He doesn't become James Bond. He was already James Bond. That was the name he already had, and therefore, it's not the origin of how he became James Bond. I think. I mean, and I think we just disagree on this one, but I think the double O status serves as his name there. It serves as his mask in this case. I don't think we would see a James Bond movie without him being the double O agent. We would we would not see, uh, well, James Bond Jr. aside, we wouldn't see the stories that happened to him before he became uh, 
like long before he was a double O agent. Uh, true. I, I mean, we wouldn't show those stories because they'd be boring stories. But uh, but I I don't think that's uh, I I don't I just don't know if double O status is is uh, is the character James Bond. I think the character James Bond and who James Bond is is so much more than just double O status. It's like if we took Spider Man and showed like uh, I I don't know. Um, uh, how he became, or how he, uh, like when he becomes Venom, right? For a while there, I don't, I don't know if this was in the movies. I, I, I didn't like those movies very much. <laughs> but, they were pretty bad. Um, but, uh, but that's the origin of Venom because there's, there's the becoming of Venom in there. But I don't think it's more of a story of Spider-Man because, like, it's not an origin of Spider-Man because he was already Spider-Man and he became Venom for a while there. Um, I guess that's a bad example because Venom is a totally different character. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a better example. Like if, uh, like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of one where someone's trying to get a job. And by the end, like, like Chris Rock, when he runs for president, remember that movie? Um, Jeez. Wow. Um, uh, remember that movie? Um, when he I'm confusing it with the Robin Williams movie where he was running for president. Sure. Well, let's use that one. then. the Robin Williams movie, man of the year when he's running for president, uh, he becomes president there. I don't think that's the origin of that character, you know, because the becoming president is a title he's given throughout the movie at one point. And it's not like, like that, that movie, he was already the character that he was and he just got a new title and stuff like that. So I think the double O status to me is a similar thing where it's like James Bond would be James Bond, just as cool, just as awesome with or without the double O status. I have to think about that. Cause I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure how much I agree with that. I think I think part of that is his accepting his his status is what makes his character so cool. Just like I mean, uh, Spider-Man is such a terrible example. Yeah. Um Batman or actually uh, Daredevil. Okay. Daredevil when he starts to accept his status as the Daredevil character, the the Devil of Hell's Kitchen, um that's hit the origin of the daredevil see and this is where uh i i think daredevil is only an origin story in its uh in in the flashbacky moments where it shows him as a kid and training and getting blind and all that sort of stuff uh and that's the origin of the character whereas at the beginning of the the series he is uh already blind he can already see and hear everything that he can already hear and he already kicks button fights and does all the things we expect daredevil to do and it's just the name that is lacking, uh, which is where I think Daredevil is is hardly an origin story, uh, if it is at all, except for those flashback moments. See, and, and this is where I disagree, because I would say that pretty much up until the end of the series, uh, spoilers for the Daredevil television series, spoilers. he isn't uh, the Daredevil. Uh, he hasn't become the hero. He hasn't become the daredevil mm-hmm. until he puts on the 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 costume and and goes out and and fights as as the hero for really the first time. Yeah, called daredevil. Yeah, I I think I don't even know sim- if he gets called daredevil at the end. I actually don't think he does. I think the closest they get is the devil of hell's kitchen. Yeah, which which is a common nickname for the daredevil, yeah. but. So in that case, it, 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 if we're going by the name, then it's not an origin story at all because he never gets the name. It's true. Uh, although it for me, it feels a lot more like Batman Begins in that regard, in that it's the slow build towards the completeness of the character. Whereas you would prefer to think of the origin as rooted in the development, or not the development, the uh the birth of his powers, so the flashbacks with uh, when he was hit with by a ch- as a child and with stick. I I would say that yeah, the origin is the birth of how he became the way he is, or the way that uh, he is at the end of the movie or television series. Television series are, are harder to use as examples for this because uh, there's so many little stories that make up the story. Um, but uh, where so I think it, it I think an origin story would need to have the the story to how they they got all the abilities they have by the end you know like their their superpowers or in the case of like 
um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, her fighting ability and knowledge of vampires, and in the case of like Lethal Weapon, how Martin Rigsby is so so kung fu badass, um, which we never get in Lethal Weapon, and we don't get in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series, and we do get in Daredevil in the form of the flashbacks of it. So I think it needs that as one component, how they got their abilities or or their whatever they are as a character, uh, and then also how they acquired or were labeled or called whatever the the story is whatever the name of the character is so lethal weapon he'd have to be called the lethal weapon but he was already called the lethal weapon at the beginning and he already had those powers definitely not an origin story buffy the vampire slayer she was already called buffy the vampire slayer in so much as her name's buffy and she's called the vampire slayer <laughs> um and she already had her badass kick-ass abilities and knowledge of vampires so not an origin story daredevil he already had his kick-ass abilities um, at the beginning, it, it, minus the flashbacks. Uh, and he never actually even gets the name Daredevil. So I'm going to say Daredevil is not actually an origin story of the character of Daredevil, but just some badass storytelling done through the, the lens of a superhero, such as a superhero story. Okay. Whereas like Iron Man, an origin story, because he's not Iron Man at the beginning, and we don't know how he has the suit and all the shooting of lasers and stuff. And we figure all that out throughout the movie. And by the end, he, we know how he gets the shooting laser stuff and why he's called Iron Man. Okay. And, I mean, that, that puts it on par with everything that we would call traditionally an origin story. So the first Hulk movie, Batman Begins, Captain America. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is an interesting one, though. That one I, I, I'm curious because it is a group of people. So that's where I would say because it's a group, it's not quite the same kind of origin story it's the origin of a group and i guess there are such things as origins of groups like if buffy the vampire slayer was called buffy and the gang then maybe the first episode would be the origin of how buffy and the gang became the gang uh or if uh like friends uh that i think you're totally right it's not an origin story because they're already friends at the beginning and it's the introduction of a new character into their group of friends but I, I, but it's called Friends. It's not called Rachel. If it was called Rachel, then it might be the origin of how Rachel became a group of these friends. But even then, I, I don't think Friends is an origin story at all. No, no. <laughs> Although I, I, I guess I'm, I think I'm struggling with the amount of weight you're putting on a title. Mm -hmm. In that, I'm not, I'm not sure that I think the title of a story is as powerful, uh, in in this regard. Like I, I don't, I don't think it should be one of the key components of whether we call something an origin story. Fair enough. Uh, that's a fair enough criticism. Although I think in in the case of origin stories, because origin stories is uh, sort of a a borrowed word, right? We're taking it from the the world of mythology and creation myths and moving it into uh, popular culture to try to describe movies. Uh, the definition hasn't really been set. And so I'm just kind of looking at what does what do people consider origin stories and what are the things that make those very clearly origin stories? Uh, and therefore, and so I do think the title does matter a lot uh, in this case. Uh, unlike what makes something a romance, I wouldn't argue the title has anything to do with what makes it a romance. Um, but in this case, I would because it's uh, it it's like. Um, because we're trying to describe the kind of story, and that involves the title, like uh, like how the leopard got its spots. You know, the title of that story is what makes it an origin story, as much as the story itself. I I, I can see I can see the argument that you're making, and there's I think some compelling connections there. I'm just trying to think about something like the community episode, which probably was season four heroic origins yeah where they flash back and show the origins of the group or actually they show the origins of each member in the group yeah and then how they all come together through the yogurt shop yeah i think that's what it was yeah that's right you're um, totally right <laughs> uh what a terrible episode but i think i think that that would be widely considered an origin story as well mm -hmm. which which is one of the things that I think is causing me a bit of trouble here. Well, I think in, in community, that's an interesting reference because they do use other uh, motifs and styles within their show, right? And that's part yeah. of what they do. And so they were doing an origin stories show where they did intentionally do the origin stories of each of the characters. Um, 
but uh, but because it was like a show within a show, each of those origin stories, you know, they were like it was like a story within the stories. Uh, they didn't give us the title of those stories, but we knew going in there was this uh, this assumption that when they were showing the flashback of Jeff's story, that that was Jeff's story, you know, not. This isn't this story isn't about how Jeff and Britta became friends. This is about Jeff and how he became the way he is and got to got to the thing. And so they didn't give us the title of those stories within the story, you know, because there were multiple stories being told. And that's where I think the title they didn't even title them. So uh, just because they were kind of making a a wink wink homage to origin stories, not actually creating a full origin story. You know what I mean? They're kind of making they were making fun of it a little, right. Uh, but I, I think that that that's helpful for thinking through, um, again, something like the Firefly episode out of gas, mm-hmm. where we do see how uh, most of the crew comes together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think you would also consider that an origin. I would consider that uh, multiple origin stories. Yeah, because they're showing the origin of all those characters or or they're showing origins of the of the crew upon the ship firefly right so the the show is is about the firefly and the people on it and they do show the origins of all those people getting onto the firefly so i think that's where the title is is in there still um because like like guardians of the galaxy we're showing how they all became guardians of the galaxy uh which uh which i think is another great example we got to keep talking about that because that's that's a good way to to that that's where the to me the, the Guardians of the Galaxy is where the, the 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 idea of an origin story starts to broaden a little bit, and same with the Avengers too. Right, right. I I guess for me it just I'm I, I'm feeling there's more of a it's more ambig, ambiguous about what's being uh, referenced, and it doesn't have to be the title. But at the same time, almost all of these examples are rooted in the title yeah community how how they became how they all ended up at community colleges what those origin stories are all about so it is rooted in the in the title and premise of the show right or movie yeah uh and i think that's i think that's part of the origin story is that if if uh if you don't know at the beginning what the character is supposed to become by the end it's hard to you can't watch that show as if it's an origin story right so like if I just make you watch a story with absolutely no title uh, or a title that is called like, you know, like the flowers on the meadow. And then you watch this story of the flowers on the meadow. And by the end, the character is a totally different character than it was at the beginning. That's not an origin story. That's just a story with character growth. Right. Um, but as soon as you know, like this is this is uh, the story of the werewolf. And then you watch and it's this person on the meadow. And by the end, they're a totally different character than they are at the end. And they are a werewolf then you're like, oh, this is the origin of the werewolf. Whereas if they go through the story and it's called the werewolf, they go through the story and at the end they're just like a really happy person and they kill the werewolf, you're not going to say that's the origin of the werewolf. That's It's just called the werewolf and it's about this person who killed the werewolf. You know what I mean? Like, So I think the title, knowing that at the beginning of the story, before the story takes place, is part of what makes you watch it as if it is an origin story and, and actually therefore makes it an origin story. And I think uh, I would go as far as to say what it is, is the the knowing the ending of it is the more important part. And the title is a is a important hint in that, but I don't think it's necessarily the case. And I think that's just a different the as long as we know almost before we walk into it where the end point or where an end point of the story is going to be. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man is going to become Iron Man. Yeah. Batman is going to become Batman. As long as we know that going into it, it gives us uh, it. It, bec- it is an origin story, and so in that case, Community's heroic origins. We knew going into it that we were going to get the origin story of the uh, the group. Sure. Um, yeah, and I would say that uh, that the title is still. 100% necessary in that process uh, because if like if you sit down to watch something and you don't know anything about it before you watch it which is how a lot of people go see movies um, at the beginning of the movie they're going to show you the title of the movie and now that's your hint as to what's going to happen later right and so like an episode like Community they're going to show you at the beginning that it's called Community and then you're going to get the origin story of these 
these uh, these people. Because if you'd never watched an episode of Community before and you watch that, it still is an origin story because you understand through the title of the movie that or the title of the, the show that it is a community of people and we're watching the origin of how they all came to the community that they're in or a community college that they're at. Right. So I think I think uh, I think the title is a necessary component of an origin story. But I also think it doesn't have to be just the title of the character. Like Batman Begins, it's not called Batman and how he became Batman. It's Batman Begins, and we're showing you how he becomes Batman, which is part of the title. It's not the entire title. Like, uh, like yeah, if it was called like Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, in Paris, and it shows us how she becomes Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but that, like the in Paris is just thrown on there, that's still an origin story. <laughs> right. Uh, so getting back to James Bond, because that's the interesting example, is Casino Royale. Right. Because it's, it's called, if I'm not mistaken, it's called James Bond Casino Royale, or is there... I don't think it is. Or is I'm it not... just called Casino Royale, or is it called 007 Casino Royale? I don't believe so. I think it's it's just Casino Royale. But my point is that you know that it's a James Bond movie. Yeah. But it's also, yeah, and then, and, but also, like, the fact that he has double O status and becomes James Bond is so inconsequential in that movie because he becomes that right at the very beginning, right? Like, within 10 minutes of it, and then the rest of the movie is him being badass James Bond. So, again, like, by the end of the movie, he's not what we know that he's going to be at the beginning, which is James Bond, you know, like, we know he's going to be that at the beginning, and it's called Casino Royale, so it's about this whole casino gambling thing, right? Like, poker and stuff, if I remember correctly. Um, so, right. like, like it's not the origin of how he became James Bond in any way. It's just him being James Bond. And the title d- reflects that it's not about him becoming James Bond, and in it, we see him get his double O status at the beginning, which is, I guess, like a cool kind of thing to show us. Um Okay, so to bring up another uh, example that might just be weird, the Star Wars prequels. Okay. Are those uh, the origin story of Darth Vader? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, this is where we get into that that uh, that that interesting thing, but the difference between learning the origin of something and it being an origin story. Right. Right. So, like, within that story of the prequels, if you want to call it a story, uh, <laughs> we learn the origin of Darth Vader. Uh, but I don't think you would consider episode one the origin story of Darth Vader. Right. Because it isn't. We don't we don't see him become Darth Vader by the end of that. We don't see him become Darth Vader by the end of the, the episode two. And we don't see him become... We do see him as Darth Vader at the very end of Episode 3, right? Do we see him in the suit and everything? Uh, it does, yeah. I think one of the last shots is uh, uh, birth being given to uh, Leia and Luke and him screaming no terribly uh, while because he's Because he has chained. no legs on or something. Because, well, he's chained to a table and they're putting the mask on his face. Yeah, so he becomes Darth Vader at the very end, which is like a, hey, the good guys, it's Darth Vader. I hate those movies. Um, but I, I, don't, I, I would not consider that to be the origin story of Darth Vader. You wouldn't? No, I would not consider that an origin story. We learn the origin of a character through, that, through those series of movies, but it, it very, there's very clearly that story is not just about him becoming Darth Vader. You know, it's the prequel to the Star Wars. So it's showing us all these things, how all these characters became the characters. Like, I, like uh, um, Darth Vader is just the one we see from being a child to being being a, a man and then being another man and then being another man and then being a man machine. <laughs> like, we watch him grow and change throughout the story. But that this is my point, that just because we watch a character grow and change doesn't make it an origin story. Because otherwise, every story could be seen as an origin story. If it's just about growth, you know, because uh, all character, oh, I mean, good stories and, and non-static characters, you know, stories with dynamic characters, all those characters change by the end of it. But I don't think it makes it an origin story because then You've Got Mail is an origin story. Right. Because like the title, who cares if we're deciding that titles don't matter. And um, and they were different people at the beginning than they were at the end. Um, therefore, it's the origin of how they became who they are. And so I think learning the origin of something does not necessarily just make it an origin story. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 
like Fight Club, not an origin story. Well, and and this is where generally I'm going to agree with you. Lots of things are are stories uh, and not necessarily origins uh, origin stories. But I think I think that I I fall back on um, there being a certain level of an established property behind it or uh, a, a general understanding that is made more specific through it. So in You've Got Mail, we don't know the characters beforehand. We, we don't care about the characters beforehand. No one knows about the characters beforehand. But in uh, Spider-Man, we know it's generally Spider-Man. there's a, yeah, we, we know who Spider-Man is. Mm-hmm. And um, he's he already exists in the world, and this is specifying his origins, um, in yeah. such a way that yeah. and it, and I I, it, I I I that's what I was thinking before we had this conversation. Like a couple of days ago, I was thinking about it, and then I started looking into more origin stories, and I actually looked at the origin of Superman, right? Which is Action Action Comics One, which was a collection of a bunch of little comics. Uh, like 15 pages or something each or something like that. And Superman was not the only story in that. So that's why it's like Action Comics number one was the name of the issue. But within it, there were all these stories. And one of the stories was Superman. Uh, And it shows him becoming Superman like as a baby and then the blanket and leaving a planet and blah, 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 blah. And then by the end of it, he is Superman, which which the story was called. So it's clearly an origin story of how he got his powers, how he became who he was. And uh, how he earned, like, you know, the name Superman that the story is called and all that sort of stuff. And so we see him become Superman. And no one, when they first read that, knew who Superman was uh, when that comic first came out. But still, even to them, that was an origin story of the origin of this character, you know. Uh, so I think I think it can't just be that the story is already an existing property or an existing thing that we already know about. And then we flashback or like go back in time to show the origin uh just because some stories do start as origin stories before we've even seen them does that hmm. does that make sense it, it does make sense and i and and i think i think that's right so i mean it's possible for there to be an origin story and then nothing else after that like hypothetically that first superman comic could have been it yeah and and uh sometimes it that probably it should be the case <laughs> and a lot of times i bet it is the case like like take the teenage mutant ninja turtles uh and the origin story like the if we look at the first teenage mutant ninja turtles movie the old one from like the late 80s or early 90s mm-hmm. uh that is not an origin story uh because the ninja turtles are already the ninja turtles at the beginning of that uh and then throughout the story we do flash back and show their origin story Right within it as like a little tiny chapter of like Splinter in his cage training to become a ninja master as a rat. Uh, I don't know if you remember this movie as well as I do. Um, and then about how he finds the turtles and they have the ooze and they touch the ooze and they become these super ninja turtle things. So within it, they do show this flashback of how they became the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But the the movie itself is not the origin story, right? It starts with them already being the turtles and ends with them still being the turtles. Um, and they are teenagers and they're ninjas and they're mutants all throughout the whole thing. Um, and when you watch it, it doesn't read as an origin story, right? It's not like how did they become the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That is a flashback moment within the film. Uh, and I think that to me is where, where or what, what an origin story is and what an origin story isn't is interesting. Because a lot of times it's just a piece of of the overall story. And I guess, yeah, I guess that. Uh, yeah. But we did know going in that they were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So when Splinter's telling the story, we are expecting them to become the Ninja Turtles by the end of it. If he flashed back and talked about when he was a rat in a cage and he was doing ninjutsu and stuff like that, and then he pooped his pants, and that was the end of the story, that would not be an origin story. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like okay. just a funny anecdote of the past. Not, it's not enough to make it an origin story. It's just a story. Okay. Yeah, so like, wanna, let's let's hit hit off a list of, of movies, and we'll just say yay or nay to origin story, or not okay. origin story. Like, and okay. not 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 necessarily it contains an origin story because a lot of them do. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not an origin story, even though it contains one. We can say that it contains one. Yeah, it contains. So, uh, for instance, a movie like uh, let's do we already did Fight Club, not an origin story. No. Um, what, Lion King. The Lion King, uh, not an origin story. 
Not an origin story? Well, I mean, no, but it, by the I mean, by this metric, <laughs> it is where he gets the title. Uh, it, it, it does show how he gets his abilities or becomes who he is and how he, by the end, has the name the Lion King. Yeah. He is the Lion King. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's a funny one to consider an origin story. <laughs> um, so, like, for instance, The Littlest Mermaid, Little Mermaid. Not yeah, an origin that, story. Not an she origin starts story. out as a little mermaid. Um, and then she becomes a people. Cinderella. She's already Cinderella at the beginning. And she becomes a princess by the end. But the movie's not called Princess. It's called Cinderella. Uh, the Lion King is an interesting one. because, But I would argue that he already is the Lion King at the beginning of that movie. He is a lion. And he's just a prince. He isn't quite the king yet. But he's going he, to be king no matter what happens in the rest of that movie. <laughs> no, no. But that's that. the middle act of that movie is is him... I mean, it's he's not going to be king. Yeah. Which uh, is a weird example. Why did you do the weirdest example? Because I wanted to test this. We've got to test the system here. We got to, Before we can talk about whether origin stories are good or not, we've got to test the system. And Fair I would enough. say that Lion King, uh, where does it not become an origin story? Because I don't think either of us would go like, oh, yeah, Lion King's an origin story when we think about it. Um, so it's it's got the title of the Lion King in it, right? Um, but actually, no, that's where it isn't. That's where it's not a, a uh, origin story is that he is never called the Lion King at the end of that movie. Right. It's I, not it's it, not. A, but he is probably called the King of the Lions. Sure. No, or he, the king. he is a lion and he becomes a king. That is clear. But um, and he goes back to, to become king. You have to go back and become king. But it's not that he's changed from being Simba to the Lion yeah. King. He's still Simba at the end, who happens to be a king and is a lion. He doesn't become the Lion King. He just is a Lion King, right? He's a Lion King. So that's where I would say it starts to, it, it becomes not an origin story according to our metric and why I instantly was like, oh, that's not an origin story. Wouldn't you say that through his battles with Scar uh, and, and you know, taking out the hyenas, that that's what, uh, that's what he does to become the Lion King? Uh, no, I would say he as soon as his father dies, he already is the Lion King. But he runs away and hides, and so like Scar takes the throne. But he's technically not; he technically is the king. Simba is right, um, technically, and that's why all he has to do is show up, and he's the king again. But then he just kills Scar because he's a bad guy, you know. Like like when he showed up, he was the king. He didn't have to like the fight wasn't what made him the king. <laughs> like uh, that's not how monarchies work. I think. Uh, although I don't know much about monarchies, you would though as a political scientist. Well, well, uh, this is where I was con- a little confused because I'm actually. Because he's never, cra- I mean, he becomes crowned king later. Sure. I don't know. I don't, yeah. that's such a weird example. Yeah, I don't think it is an origin story just because the title doesn't actually match up with what he becomes at the end. He already is that through the whole, through most of the movie. When his father dies, he's the king. And he never gets called the Lion King by the end. Whereas like, like, uh, and like the Little Mermaid, same thing. She doesn't get called the Little Mermaid. Batman. Well, but the, Batman but gets the called little, Batman. The Little Mermaid's very different in that sense because, I mean, she doesn't doesn't she become human permanently Isn't yeah that the she end does, of the she's movie? not even a mermaid at the end yeah so yeah it's, so it's, that one can't totally, be totally it's the opposite of an origin story it's an it's a d origin it is how she stopped becoming the little mermaid <laughs> um okay <laughs> she, okay, she grew name, up like a human let's name okay, the, the mask with the mask jim carrey. with jim carrey not an origin story okay because at the end of the movie he isn't the mask he gets rid of it right does he yeah he doesn't he like decide to not be the mask anymore and he takes it off and he beats the bad guys as jim carrey like the whole point is that the mask is this bad thing that he's dealing with i i thought the movie ended he he ended up using the mask to his advantage to beat the bad guys maybe he does but he loses the mask at end and he goes and fights them on his own like i, I don't think that that that's no that 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 I mean, I I agree that it's not, but I, I now I'm very confused about the the movie. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how it ends, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't end with him becoming the mask. You know, it's like he gets the mask at the at like the the break in Act Two, right? Like that's the like he becomes the mask, and then he kind of gets rid of it. So like that's where I don't think it's the uh, it's an origin story. I feel like if we want to look at the story structure of an origin story, that the uh they become the name of the character in like the uh in the third act like right before the third act the break in act three is them putting on spider-man's outfit and saying i'm spider-man and then they go and they fight the bad guys right um like that's sort of when 
they become that character, like the Wolverine. Origin story. Oh God, I hope not. Um, I have trouble remembering that movie because I never liked watching it. But um, is, is that the one that takes place during the Civil War? I don't know. And it's got the guy with the swords. He's like his friend from the back in the day. And it's not the one that takes place in Japan. No, 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 definitely. That not. one's that one's the other Wolverine movie. That one's called like Wolverine Tokyo Drift or something like that. Right. Um, it's not that one. It's the other one. Okay, moving on. Can't remember. Moving on. <laughs> Name another movie. Uh, what about The Prestige? The Prestige. Not an origin story. Not an origin story. Even though we do see how they become who they are throughout the film. Not an origin story. Um, uh, what about... Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Not an origin story. He's already that at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> uh not an origin story cool so so i think i think our metrics pretty good uh well p- part of it is we're pulling a bunch of examples that what what we need is examples where the title uh of them more like ace ventura pet detective where the title actually has the name of the character yeah because um, the prestige doesn't okay so right. lethal weapon is a good example because he is called the lethal weapon but he's already is that at the beginning of the film and we don't see how he becomes that so that doesn't really count. Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. He's already referred to as a Demolition Man at the very beginning of that movie. So it's not the origin of how he became the Demolition Man. It's just him being the Demolition Man and the shit that he gets into. Excuse my language. Um, Blade. Yeah, another good example where, I mean, Blade. he's already Blade. He's already Blade. Not an origin story. Awesome superhero movie. Not an origin story. I prefer Blade too. You would. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. We do not see how he becomes Scott Pilgrim. He is already Scott Pilgrim at the beginning of that movie. Uh, this is working out pretty good so far. Although I don't think anyone would want to say that Scott Pilgrim versus the world is an origin story, even if you didn't know the title of it. Like I'm, I'm trying to think if if you it, watched a bunch, the movie, would you see it? if you watched the movie? No, you would not. You wouldn't even see it when you watch the movie because he's already a kung fu fighting badass at the beginning of it. Right. But this is this is where I go back to. If you watched the first Iron Man movie without knowing the title of it. Mm-hmm. Um, would I know it as an origin story if I watched it? Yeah. Um, I think I would figure it out. Yeah, I think I would figure it out. Yeah. But if afterwards think- you told me that movie was called Tony Stark Build a Robot, I'd be like, huh, yeah, that makes sense. That's not an origin story. <laughs> That'd be an awesome title for that movie. <laughs> Tony Stark Builds a Robot. Uh, and Casino Royale is just called Casino Royale. I'm just looking at, <laughs> looking through my right, movie collection. Right. Captain America: The First Avenger, origin story, <laughs> very clearly an origin story. He, yeah. he is not Captain America at the beginning. He's nothing like him, and by the end, he becomes Captain America. The First Avenger. Um, what's another one that has the name of a character in the title that isn't an origin? The Lost Boys, that old like 1980s vampire movie, not an origin story. Um, not not Hugo. I you know what I confess I did not see it. Okay, Hugo again, not an origin story. He is definitely Hugo at the beginning, and he doesn't become anybody else by the end of that movie. He's, it's not the origin of how he becomes anything. Aladdin, not an origin story. Yeah. Wow, because he no, is no, Aladdin no, no. <laughs> throughout the whole movie. But but he also, I mean, he doesn't develop powers or abilities through it or anything well he gains the friendship of a genie and a magic carpet and stuff he gets all this cool stuff and like by the end by the end he is like the gonna be the sultan i'm gonna say that friendship only counts as an as a as an ability in a group origin story yeah true okay like the avengers all right here's an interesting one and this gets to like kind of into our group origins story right the incredibles the inc- that's a great example. Because the Incredibles, they already are Mr. Incredible and Mrs. Incredible at the beginning. Although she's not called Mrs. Incredible. She's a last girl. Uh, and by the end of it, they have become, the whole family of them have become the Incredibles, as in they are like this incredible family. And we do see the origin of how the girl develops her powers and becomes good at it. And we do see the, the sword. We don't really see the origin of, of the kid that runs really fast. But we do see the origin of the group and how they become the group, the Incredibles, through this story that, you know, tears their family apart and they have to become stronger because of it. What do you think? 
Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's an origin story or an origin story of a group. Yeah, I'd say, I think we're definitely finding two categories origin stories of character, which is what would just be called an origin story, uh, and then group origin stories, which is the origin of how a group became a group. Like Wreck It Ralph, here's another good example. Disney's got lots of good examples. Um, Wreck It Ralph, he is Wreck It Ralph at the beginning of that movie. We do not see how he becomes Wreck It Ralph, we see him become a good guy. But we don't see him become Wreck-It Ralph, so not an origin story. Just a great story about Wreck-It Ralph. What about the Born Identity? The Born Identity, not an origin story. Um, we don't see how he becomes Jason Bourne. In fact, don't we? Um, in the Born, uh, what's the Born? What's the final one? The Born Ultimatum. Uh, legacy, technically, but you're talking the last Matt Damon one. Yeah, the last Matt Damon one, because I didn't see the Legacy. Because who was in that? Okay. Um, but in that one, we get some more flashbacks as to how he became Jason Bourne and how he like had to kill a guy or something like that and give up his name and take on the name Jason Bourne, and he's no longer David Webb, I believe the name was. Uh, so we do see a flashback to the origin of how he became Jason Bourne. But the rest of it, he was already, at the very beginning of that movie, it starts with him. Uh, he discovers who he is, like he finds his identif- identification and stuff like that. Okay. But I don't think it shows us how he becomes Jason Bourne. We don't okay. we don't learn how he becomes the how he knows all the stuff that he knows or how he can do all the stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was missing in that one was his name, which makes it a good example. He didn't know his name, but I think that was just amnesia. Okay, so I think we're doing pretty good. I think we can use. I think we can move on from here into our origin stories, good or bad, <laughs> whether or not they're any good. Yeah, uh, and what I found was that I generally I don't like origin stories as like watching them as like as the whole story is the origin story. I love when an origin story is a part of a movie. Like I love seeing the flashbacks to Daredevil as a kid and learning how he got all his superpowers and stuff like that throughout the story. But when the whole story is just an origin story, like Spider Man or Batman Begins, I find them very. Um, I don't find them very compelling. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know exactly why. I don't know if I can put my finger on it exactly. But I think I would say that uh, I want to just see them be awesome. Uh, I don't want to see them be not awesome and then watch them so that by the end for the last act, yay, they're finally awesome. And then the movie ends. Part Part of it for me, I think, has to do with the fact that with an origin story, we know pretty much the very end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like... There, there's no suspense. It's not as if at the end of Batman Begins, we're going to see Batman die. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's th- just, that would be absurd. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's, we know that by the end of this movie, he's going to be Batman. Yay, great. Okay, let's watch him be Batman. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's a complete lack of suspense. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, uh, yeah, I find origin stories to be uh, kind of boring uh, because you know what's going to happen at the end. And uh, also just like, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the end of the movie, which is a bad movie. If I'm sitting there watching it going like, I can't wait till this is over or I can't wait till we're at the end, uh, uh, which actually brings up. So, so the two things I watched to prepare for this just recently, like I watched them two days ago. I watched Captain America, the first Avenger, and I watched Iron Man back to back right? because I remember not liking Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, because it was kind of boring and you saw him be a skinny kid for most of it. And uh, it looked kind of weird with the CGI and stuff. Um, and then Iron Man, which I remember really liking when I watched it. And I and so I was like, I got to watch these and see why did I like one origin story but not the other. And I think what I liked, why I liked Iron Man is because it's it's uh, uh, it's the origin of how he became Iron Man. But the character Tony Stark is the character I like. I don't care about Iron Man because Iron Man is is just Iron Man. He's you know like like uh, in the Iron Man movies, the best parts of the movie are when he's Tony Stark, not when he's Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, which is what we get in the third Iron Man movie. We get a lot of him out of the suit and just being Tony Stark. Yeah, um, yeah, but like uh, like and and uh, when I was watching Iron Man, this this crazy thing, I was watching it and I was like trying to hit the beats, you know, like the Blake Snyder beat sheet. And I was like, uh, where's the midpoint in this film? And my original thought before I even watched it was that the midpoint's probably when he goes and he like shoots lasers all over the town and he busts it up and saves all these people, you know? And it's like this false victory of him like, hey, hey, I'm Iron Man. Um, 
And I think that's not it at all. I think the midpoint of that movie is when he first is flying in the Iron Man scene. Uh, and he flies up and he gets frozen and falls, you know, and he falls from the sky. And it's like this false victory moment of like, of like, uh, or false, uh, false defeat moment where it's like, oh my God, Iron Man's almost died here. And then he just saves himself at the end because that is the beat that is repeated at the very end in the finale when he's fighting the bad guy and they fly up into the sky and he's like, uh, the icing, how'd you solve the icing problem? And the bad guy dies and he doesn't. And I was like, that's the midpoint of the movie because it's like the, the like real thing is him versus Iron Man. You know, it's like Tony Stark and Iron Man kind of becoming uh, like, like that's where the, the tension is, is between this asshole Tony Stark and this hero Iron Man, you know? And so like the midpoint is between him and himself flying high in the sky, you know? And it was just like this moment of like, whoa, I got to think a lot more about this movie now. Um, because it's him building a suit. It's not him. And uh, like by building the suit, he's becoming Iron Man. So he builds Iron Man, as opposed to other origin stories where Spider-Man gets bit by a bug and just becomes Spider-Man, he builds his own superhero. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's an active choice on his part to to become the superhero. Yeah, and all the superpowers that make him Iron Man, he, as Tony Stark, kind of already possessed the super smarts and the ability to build things and everything. And, like, we show, they show, like, intentionally him working on hot rods and stuff and, like, showing that he can do this kind of stuff so that when he builds Iron Man, it's not like this, how does he know how to do that? It's like they've proved to us that he knows how to do that. Uh, and so he just builds a new, he builds himself a suit. He doesn't, and, and so, like, he builds himself a suit and then, and then changes his name at the end to Iron Man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Isn't that weird? I do, yeah, yeah, that is, I mean, um, it's interesting because there are definitely parallels there to uh, the the Batman character. Yeah, But at the sure. same time, Batman Begins doesn't have any of that, right? I mean, we, we see him training as a martial artist and, you know, somewhat getting his own suit. But for the most part, uh, he just gets toys. Yeah. Which is very similar to how Spider-Man just gets bit by a spider. Yeah, and I and you know what I think the differences between Batman and Iron Man, is, as far as like how Iron Man builds himself a suit, and he so he builds the suit first of all, so he's the one who made it. It's not like he went and got some other guy to make it for him. Um, and Tony Stark was already super smart and very capable. He was like a boy genius, so he was kind of born that way, to quote Lady Gaga. Whereas Batman was like born as like you know, a spoiled brat and then his parents died and some outside force forced him into being really brooding and stuff like that. Uh, and sort of like became Batman. He almost became the character of Batman when his parents died, you know, like this really depressed, sad kid. Uh, and it's not until he just turns that to, to fight other people that he becomes Batman. And even then he's fighting other people throughout the whole movie. Uh, like just like intentionally like, you know, doing drugs and going down the bed. If I remember the movie correctly, doesn't he like go and fight people in the streets or something like that? In the street? Nah, aren't you thinking one of the later movies? Nah, I don't know. I don't. I never found those movies very compelling. Well, and I I think part of what you're talking about has to do more with the character itself, and not so much with the the nature of the origin itself. Like Batman is whiny. Yeah. He's just whiny and brooding, and Iron Man, Tony Stark, is just awesome. He's just super awesome. Yeah, he just, I mean, he's wisecracking. He, he, he's just fun to watch on screen. You would watch two hours of Tony Stark. Yeah, but you know what? I think, the, I think it's a little more than that. I think it's the fact that Tony Stark earned Iron Man, right? Like, he, he, was, he is smart, and he's capable, and he built it and did all this stuff. Whereas Batman just sort of bought all this stuff with money his parents left him when they got killed in an alley, you know? And, like, so he just became this whiny kid, and then he used all of his money to kind of, like, become Batman, which yeah, I but, don't find as nearly as compelling a story. <laughs> but Batman, I mean, I think particularly in the Batman movies, he's more than his suit, right? Like... Bat Batman's abilities largely come about through years of training, through true in that yeah, sense. True. Like he he did develop his own powers, quote unquote, much in the same way that Iron Man did. It's just Iron Man built a cool suit and Batman honed his body. 
True. Yeah. True. True. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, and I guess it's just. I guess I just don't like those movies because he's so whiny. Whereas like Batman in like the comics and the the extended universe of it, he actually is like really smart. You know, and like 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 the I think one of the great stories is that he has like a contingency plan for how to kill Superman just in case. You know, like he's that smart. Like he's prepared all this stuff because that's his. He has superpower. a contingency plan to kill uh, or stop all of the uh, the Justice League. Yeah, just because you know why not? You never know. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be prepared. That's his superpowers. He's a super detective. So this points to what makes movies like uh, the first Hulk movie. Which first Hulk is that? The one with uh, with Edward with Edward Norton. I never saw the other one. No, no, Edward Norton doesn't show the origin of him, does it? I think it just starts with him. Yeah, he's in, on the run uh, already. Yeah, in and, which is actually I kind yeah. of enjoyed that movie. Uh, I did not expect it yeah. when I watched it. I was like, I actually really like this movie. Because, yeah, it's not really an origin. Yeah, the the problem with it is that the villain doesn't make much yeah, sense. Yeah, there's, there's problems with that movie. But uh, the origin story aspect of it was not what made it bad because it wasn't even an origin story. No, but Captain America and Spider-Man are actually very similar in their origin story in that they're not really active in uh, in the process. I mean, Captain America, sure, he does... Uh, Steve Rogers does volunteer for the program, but he just has to sit in a box and get yeah, radiation. Like he, yeah, like he already is the the heart that he is at the end of that movie, at the beginning of that movie. It's the it's how he became the super strong tough guy that everyone calls Captain America. Yeah, he actually truthfully, Captain America does doesn't go through any character development in that movie, uh, except that he becomes strong finally. Right, but I I wouldn't call that so much character development as just a property. Yeah, it's, that, but that's and that's the thing is it is like the character trait that makes Captain America Captain America is that he is the height of human condition, like he's super strong, super fast, and all that sort of stuff, as well as being a great leader and having heart and you know not liking bullies, <laughs> which is I think the story arc of that movie. Um, yeah, and you know like like that's the thing with origin stories is I feel like. Uh, Personally, I would rather just hear an awesome story. And I don't think the origin of a character is in itself awesome enough to warrant an entire film. And, you know, that's really where it is. is It's the film origin story that bothers me the most of like uh, of like this is like like I'm going to spend two hours learning how this character becomes this character so that I can then go and watch the sequel like, like I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think it would be too crazy to theorize that the reason so many superhero movie origin stories are popular, like origin stories, have become like more of a trend within filmmaking, is that our filmmaking culture has shifted so much toward a franchise system or a sequel system, where if you're going to make a movie, we want we were gonna, we'd rather make a sequel to something than make a brand new property. So if you make an origin story as that first step in a brand new property, you're at least giving yourself a bunch of sequel opportunities so that you don't have to take that risk any ever again, right? Which is which is sad, but I think part of the truth of it. Yeah, and I think uh, we've already talked about this already, but the lazy storytelling aspect of it, in that you already know you already know the whole story more or less yeah. for it. Part of it too is that what makes a good story is the relationships yeah. and very rarely are origin stories rooted in a relationship. True, yeah. They're they're rooted in this one person. Yeah, which is why group origin stories like the Avengers, like Guardians of the Galaxy, even something like Agents of Shield. Sure, yeah. They they work better. Oh, totally. You know what? I was just thinking of this and the movie that popped into my head as like is Ocean's Eleven. Because that is an origin story of how they became Ocean's Eleven, as opposed to just individual criminals. Because the characters are already done. We already know how these who these characters are. They're super awesome. And we get to watch them form relationships with each other, which makes it so great and so much fun. Right. And so what we find working about Iron Man is, I think it's in spite of the relationship problem is because just because robert downey jr is so charismatic well you know what i was going to say as i was about to say jarvis iron man Man is about the relationships it is because it is not it is about him and and iron man the suit that he builds and jarvis the computer that basically runs the suit for him right like iron man's never alone when he's flying around he's always with jarvis 
Um, and so Jarvis is as much Iron Man as Iron Man is, and the ability to use the computer and the machine and everything is part of what makes him Iron Man. And so maybe that's why it makes it such a great movie because it's about him building this relationship with with uh, with Jarvis. I think that's right. And then we point to any of the other things that we've we've called poor origin stories. Uh, they they don't nail the relationship aspect. Spider Man has no need to ever be in a group with anyone. No, yeah, not at all. Neither, neither does the Hulk, really. Yeah, although the Hulk I, again, I don't. The one with Edward Norton, I wouldn't really call an origin. No, story. I'm I'm thinking the earlier one, which was not great but not terrible. Yeah, yeah, uh, I don't think I'll ever watch it. So don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm in agreement here. I think group origin stories are fantastic. And I don't. And actually, if I think of all the origin stories that we've talked about, uh, the Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ocean's Eleven, I enjoy all of those movies. Whereas the individual origin stories, like Iron Man, Captain America, um, even Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I don't really care for those stories very much. Right. Right. And I mean, and then I can think of more examples that work, like X Men. X-Men as a group origin story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the first X-Men movie was actually really good. If you don't look at the the inconsistencies with the X-Men and how much they changed them. Right, but just, just ignore that aspect of it. Yeah, if you just ignore that aspect, it actually is a really nice film. I do have an example that is a terrible group origin story, and that's okay. the Fantastic Four. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen it. So, yeah, is it terrible? Yeah, but it's just a bad movie overall. I don't think we can... We can attribute yeah. its origin properties to its goodness or badness. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, in review, I would say uh, that uh, I personally think origin stories are a wonderful addition to a story. Like within the story, having a moment where you discuss the origin or show the origin of the character, I think is totally fine. But when the entire story is just that origin, I find it much less compelling uh, because of the lack of... Uh, of um relationship growth and that i want to see these characters become something new not see them become the characters the first time i i, I think that's a fair assessment what about you in review what do you think um i i think generally uh i i agree with you across the board uh i'm still stuck up on the title thing yeah um because i i want to say something like the star wars prequels is the origin of darth vader um and one of the reasons that it fails is it's not at all about a relationship, but it's it's really just telling us a pretty banal, straightforward story uh, of how he becomes an evil bad guy, all in capital letters. Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, I think if, if they treated those prequels as if they were an origin of Darth Vader more... Uh, it would have been good, but they didn't. They treated it like it was just these backs, these, this backstory to Star Wars that eventually he becomes Darth Vader by the end, as opposed to focusing on Darth Vader becoming Darth Vader. That might have made it a little better, actually, because <laughs> it was about trade embargoes and shit like that. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what to think about those, but but it gives me hope in that there's no way the sequels can be worse. Yeah, <laughs> like we're we're guaranteed to have three Star Wars movies that aren't as bad as the most recent Star Wars movies. Yeah, great, great man, awesome. Uh, so I think uh, I think we did. I think we talked origin stories enough, and I think uh, this has been our first episode of Style Guide, and this is our origin story. Although you'll notice we didn't actually tell the origin of how we started this podcast in this podcast because that would have been boring. Instead, what we did is we just did. A first episode of a podcast which hopefully will be much more exciting and compelling so if you enjoy what you listen to please subscribe in itunes and uh, like us or rate us in itunes as well and we'll see you with our next episode which is going to be about what steve-o it's going to be about sequels prequels and interquels yeah all right thank you very much everyone and thanks for listening